Listen up, Sydney. There's a new kid in town. Mick Malloy has come to play with the big boys. And there's no bigger boy than the king of the West, the Wild Panther, MG. So buckle up. This is going to be one hell of a ride. Mick and MG in the morning. (laughs) What could go wrong? Well, you may ask, uh, this is a great day. It's a great day to be a broadcaster. It's a great way day to come to work and do a live radio because every so often a story like this drops in your lap and it's, uh, that show's done. Yep. Show is written. We don't have to say a word. Uh, I remember when I was uh, much younger, Hugh Grant got caught. Uh, with a hooker on Sunset Boulevard, yep. uh, a woman named Divine Brown. Yep. And we just pushed our chairs back and went, well, today uh, is a good day. Unless you hear Grant. Last night, watching the news, I'm sitting there going, gee, what are we going to talk about tomorrow? <laughs> and up at Bob's, Carl Stefanovic and Michael Clark oh. in a scrag fight in a public park in Noosa with over girls, with girls attached. I go, this is one with a lot. This is a whopper. Uh, we could be dissecting this for days. Unlike the Today Show, who are pretending it's never happened. Yes, weird. Um, over on Sunrise, of course. Uh, they're covering it in minute yes, detail. Yes, as we are. As you would and you should because it's a huge story. Uh, what do we know? Uh, as I said, it was a park. It's yep. Noosa. Uh, it's been filmed by an amateur photographer. God, I love those mobile phones. Hey? They're a load of weapons. I they mean, are. Everyone... Look, I've learned. I've learned over my my life that as soon as you admit that something went wrong, the, yeah. the sooner the healing process begins. Uh, and and as we all we all love Carl. And it, it, yes. I'll, I'll be honest. If you look at this footage, he's probably the one who comes out of it. I don't I don't blame him for anything that happens. No. Head out. Michael Clark, well, they have some explaining to do. Yeah, well, the, uh, okay, so to quickly set the story. They're up there at Noosa um, with their famous accountant, Mr. Bell. They're at his mansion. They've been out on a $10 million dollar mansion. They're yeah, staying there. Obviously, at. a long lunch. Yeah. Pup, pup's got his shirt off. <laughs> at, at what time at night? 30. 9.30. 9.30 it is. So they're yeah, rages. That's a, that's a good time. They're rages. Um, um, let's just say tired and emotional, maybe? Very tired and emotional. Accusations of infidelity. Um, the funny thing about it, and we'll play, we're going to play some audio in a sec about exactly what went down, but in this, which you can't see, my, my, Michael Clark does a hemi. <laughs> now, you pointed this out to me. He's been uh, slapped fair and square in the face by uh, yes, one of the ladies which in attendance. We, uh, which we don't condone. Well, no, no, no violence of any, any form is not condonable. But how it's affected his hemi, I'm not quite sure. As, well, he, as, mor- he, as he pretty much waddles off. There's a moral of this story. When you're having he needs an, a runner. When you're having he needs an, to get a runner. <laughs> when you're having an animated argument, stretch beforehand. Uh, write that down. So That's put, MG put, telling Put it up there. on the... Give it a hemi stretch. And what they say about uh, what happens in Noosa stays in Noosa obviously is wrong. Well, that's right. <laughs> Well, as far as I'm concerned, you've got your thriller in Manila, your rumble in the jungle, and your poor excuser in the noosa. <laughs> is this is this the best kind of celebrity fracker? There's been some that, good ones. There's been we've had James Packer and Dave Gingell. Okay, stop stop right there. That's my particular favourite. Wow. That was in Bondi. Yes. And the, the Titans of the our business. And Big you know time. what I loved about it? Two things. Firstly, they were both wearing trekkie decks. <laughs> Secondly, both of those men have sacked me. <laughs> at some point, I have been sacked by both those men. So I watched that with keen interest. Oh, breaking news. Are you seeing this? 
As we speak, uh, Koshy's been in a fight with a cash cow. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sunrise are fighting back. He's had a fight before. Didn't Michael Clark? Michael Clark with Simon Cadditch. With yeah. Simon Cadditch. Yes, so they were verbal, and, they, and, and Cadditch kind of called him out, and then he said no because he, he didn't want to do the. The, the the song they sing after it uh, after uh, each test match. Uh, that's right. And What's he, it called? The Southern Cross. Uh, under, under the Southern Cross, yeah. I stand. Yeah, that's. And, and he wanted to leave to go and see Lara Bingle. Yep. But he couldn't go till they sung it. Who I think so was on John, James Packer's boat at the time, maybe. So <laughs> just, this, this just gets better and better. This doesn't is glass it? onion. We cannot wait. I tell you what. Channel 9, uh, not only should he be talking about it on today, but you should bone the tennis tonight and put a two-hour <laughs> Carl Stefanovic special. We're going to take your calls, one two three five three. What do you make of it? When we come back, Tash, we might get you to talk us through the rap sheet for one Carl Stefanovic. We love you, Carl. Fess up. Would you think that the big hierarchy at Channel 9 are telling him not to say anything or...? Tashi working newsrooms. What's <laughs> what's happening? Well, no, I don't think so. I'm asking a genuine question. Oh. Is he free to do it, or is that coming from on high? We don't want to talk about that. It's our legal department have got it. Why aren't we addressing it? I have no idea why he would not be able to talk about it today. You make a great point. I don't think Carl looks bad coming out of it, but I think um, Michael Clark. He's made a statement. He's got a case to answer. Uh, I don't know why he wouldn't address it. Uh, maybe he has been instructed by either executive producer or up further with higher management saying, don't address it, it's going to go away. I think maybe that's the wrong Well, the strategy. highest authority of all, his wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do <laughs> not mention uh, this at all. Uh, personally, now, don't take my advice on this, but I think he's kind of bulletproof. Because he's like Warney. Yeah, yeah. You know, so Warney used to get in trouble and everybody used to get, wow, Warney. Oh, he's I think Carl's got a bit of that. I think, I think you're right. Because Carl's got a rap sheet. He's, he's, he's a larrikin. He's involved in an Uber conversation <laughs> in the back of the car, which <laughs> still makes me smile. I think that's when they introduced Uber silence. You know you know that thing? <laughs> he can actually ask uh, Uber silence. Um, and, of course, the Logies, which are famously. Oh, uh, any, anyone who can turn up uh, drunk on TV and get away with it, uh, you have my undying devotion and love. And we got them. He, oh, he, yes. did the, he did the Logies. He turned up doing this show at five yeah. in the morning. Uh, With see, Lisa. See if, I don't know, jury's out. Did he have a couple? <laughs> Look at that smile. Crimped, primed. And proper. You know how hard that was to say? I can't believe how good you looked this morning. Oh, shush. How good does Lisa Wilkinson look oh, with zero sleep? I applaud you and I salute you and praise you. Do you? I do. That's, that's very kind look of you. Look at you. <laughs> Lisa Wilkinson almost pulling out uh, the capsicum spray, I reckon, <laughs> at, at that particular point. Is it the best celebrity stash you've ever seen? Well, there, there is one that I remember from when I was younger. No. It, was, it was on uh, the same, same network. Um, it was Normie Rowe and Ron Casey. Of course. Oh, do you remember that? Show. I do. Oh, my goodness. That wasn't bad. Don Lane and Ernie Sigley. Yes. I believe. Yes. Uh, had a cracker. Um, Taylor Swift and Kanye West was a good one. Oh, when that he was went great, up, Remember he it? went up on stage when she got the a Very the tough Grammy. for a rapper, isn't it, to go a, a, a teenage girl, I think yeah, it was at the time. Mm. The, yeah. Boy, he yeah. picks a target. Uh, there you hey, go. We, we've, got the, we've got the Kanye West audio oh, we if you want to hear this. Oh. Listen, this is when Kanye West kind of jumped the shark. 
No, we don't have that. No, Sorry. Well, I well mean... that's when we jump the shark. Maybe. <laughs> we needed to discuss that before the break. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, I tell you what, we're following a bit of a food theme today. We kicked off earlier in the show when we were talking about the new Amazon series, The Test, and probably the biggest bombshell in the whole thing is Marcus Lubbershane, or Lubbershagny, is it? He's pronounced in South Africa. That's right. He has this particular food fetish where he cooks a toasty. And then he puts it in the freezer, goes out and practices, and then eats it. Does his training, comes back. Bloody (laughs) unastrike, I would have thought. Uh, I'm not standing for it. Uh, And we took callers, and they were amazing. And this is off the back of uh, the Royal Bombshell. There were so many we covered this week. But the idea that the two brothers, Prince Prince William and Prince Harry, uh, nearly came to blows over who got the most sausages. Harry, of course, only got two sausages for breakfast. (laughs) And William got three because he was the heir to the throne. And, Apparently and, and three is older. Yeah. Three. Now we've learned that you don't like Frankfurt's. No. But this is... <laughs> really boys. upset with you today. Can we, can we have a chat after the show? Can we you go, know, can we actually, go, can we go have a coffee? And let's, go, let's go to Noosa. I'm going to take my shirt off. <laughs> yeah, I'll be limping off with a hammy real, real quick. I'll tell you right now. Still waiting for Carl yes, to talk. Yes, yes. Um, but we were talking about the uh, sausage gate. Uh, which was the Royals and breakfast and have sausages. I'm going to tell you something about their dad, which I learned. And I, this is why I think this guy's not fit to be king. Okay. Uh, he does some crazy stuff with his household staff, and one of them involves breakfast. And this is true. Okay, I'm, I'm not making this up. You need to know this. He has a member of his household staff in the morning cook him seven boiled eggs. Seven, all boiled to different lengths, so he can work out how runny he wants it on that particular no. morning. Oh, my goodness. So he'll tap number four and go, mm, not quite runny enough. Well, number six, ooh, yes, please. And then chuck the other five out. No. How is that? Now, that would be like me coming home at four in the morning and getting my household staff to cook up seven savlakis <laughs> while I decide how pissed I am. Oh, well, uh, number four could use a bit more yogurt sauce. Oh, I'll bugger it. I'll woof all six. Here's how that works. Isn't that insane? Yes. That's what he does. Okay. I've got two more for you. Uh, the other one, he has a member of his household staff, King Charles, who he employs to put toothpaste on his toothbrush no. and hand it to him. Oh, wow. Now, the big news there, Englishman brushes teeth. I mean, who knew? <laughs> but the guy's job is to put toothpaste on the toothbrush and hand it to the king. Thirdly, oh, I bet you know what the third one is. <laughs> well, yeah, you'll be you'll be close. MG, you'll be very close. He had a member. He had to provide a urine sample, so he had a member of his household staff hold the beaker. No, no. Well, I'm sure it was probably a jewel encrusted beaker with jewels stolen from India. If I know the royal family, yes. yes. But so, all I'm imagining is a guy on a like a comes in with a cushion and a beaker, and he goes down on one knee while the the king, well, virtually knights him with his todger, <laughs> provides the sample. And you know what I'm thinking? That guy, that guy's thinking, gee, I wish I was on toothpaste duty. <laughs> Wonderful stuff, Mickey. Oh, he's going to score. Sports with MG. Yeah, very sad news yesterday. Um, it could be the uh, the last time we see the great champion tennis player, Rafael Nadal. Gone. Because, yeah, I think so. Cooked. 30, 35 years of age. Bring out the screen. Injuries, yep. Yeah. Bring out the blanket. <laughs> Bring out the blanket. Um, He's had a good run, Mike. He, he got beaten by uh, journeyman, American journeyman, Mackenzie McDonald in straight sets. He did suffer an injury in the game. Did he, he have wa- an injury break? 
Yes. Can you tell me again, please? Because I just yes, this is he, the smartest thing I've ever heard he about tennis. Well, so, I've, I've never seen anybody playing in in, in the in the big in the big, in the big leagues. Um, I've never seen anyone who's leading go down injured, take an injury break. They're, they're always ones who are behind. Always behind. Tactical. And Rafa did it yesterday, so it happens to the best of them. So, but uh, he got beaten by uh, Mackenzie Journeyman, uh, Mackenzie American Journeyman, Mackenzie McDonald, six four six four seven five. I'm more worried about the ninety nine dollar bottle of water. Oh, what the hell's <laughs> going on there? Who's Ralph, buying it? Ralph Lauren. What is it? Holy water? It's, uh, <laughs> what do you get for your ninety nine? But I can buy a, a, a good white from uh, from, oh. from uh, Western Australia for less than ninety nine dollars. It's amazing that it's the brand, I suppose. But I would never go near you've got to read the room man this is you know we're, we're larrikins down here we don't buy 99 bucks for oh, water you do um, I know your time you, you'd put that in your radiator <laughs> in my Hyundai it's your, um, your toilet water second round coming up um, best name in tennis uh, Kokonakis takes on Andy Murray um, in the second round um, after he had a five set marathon Andy Murray but yep. also over the summer one of the real surprise packets for mine was a, a series mini series um, episode four episodes they were on the it was a do- documentary behind the scenes on the, the Australian test team and That's it was right. and it was um, directed by one of your good mates Adrian Brown who's Adrian a Brown. producer over at Front Bar it's the second series yes and it uh, it's a bloody ripper it's real fly on the wall oh, documentary awesome. stuff and we've got him on the line Adrian g'day my man g'day MG g'day Mickey how are you how are you mate congratulations on the this is the second series right the fir- talk us through the yeah. first one because that created quite a splash too yeah the first one was. Um, you know, the test, it was the first time, you know, to go behind the scenes of the Australian cricket team, which I think at the time was something new. It was probably the first time anyone had gone in behind any cricket team and seen players come into the sheds when they react after going out and just sort of seeing the, uh, I guess, the personalities behind the scenes. And fortunate last time to have sort of a storyline off the back of Sandpaper Gate all the way through to the Ashes where yeah. plenty of ups and downs. And, of course, Justin Langer was, you know, one of the main characters then. And a couple of years later, we... We turn up again, and suddenly there's no Tim Payne, no Justin Langer. It's all changed. Ado, how did you have to? Well, who did you have to talk to to get access to this? Who was who? Who, who ticked it off to say, okay, look, we're going to sign off, we're going to give you boots and all, and we're going to go behind the scenes with our Australian cricket team, which is you know one of the most popular teams in the country. Really, it was the players themselves, and back originally it was Tim Payne and Justin Langer in the early days um, to allow the cameras in, oh. and then. So, so that was certainly the first series. They were the main sort of supporters, you know, with the players driving that. But the second time around, it was the players again. I, th- I think they realised, they said, hey, you know, we, whether they enjoy it or not, having a camera every day following but they yeah. were certainly aware of going, no, well, you know, we want our story to be told. We want to connect with our fans. And I think they all watch now. There's so many sports documentaries. Yeah. Covering all sports. Well, Michael Jordan, didn't he? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan did it. Jordan, NFL, Hard Kim Kardashian. Uh, the the motorsports have had a, had a new one. Oh. The Netflix are doing one on cricket, which is revitalising the sport. What are the big drama storylines in this series of the test? Well, I think it's probably... It can't go past without sort of the um, departure of Justin Langer as coach. Yep. As a moment there. Um, there's the tour of Pakistan. There's the tour of Sri Lanka they do. It's probably having a look inside the... The leadership of Pat Cummins, yep. how he, you know, navigates that team through the period, and then there's probably a, a you know, whether it's Marnus Labuschagne cooking a toasty. Well, this to me is the most controversial part of the entire series. We've got to grab. We're going to play it for you, and I'm going to get you to comment on the other side of this unusual approach to the toasty. That's bloody un-Australian, very much. As far as I'm concerned, this man has some explaining to do. Sizzle it. 
They'll like it, boys. That's how I like it. This is the trick of the trade, right? Not many people do this, but I like the toasty. It's actually cold, so now, boom, in the fridge. Get that cheese to harden up. Go for a hit, come back, boom, toasty's ready. He needs to spill in the toast. That is not <laughs> so. Just so he's, yeah, he cooks a toasty, then puts it in the fridge, yep. goes out and trains, and yep. comes back and eats it. Yep. Am I right? Yeah, spot on. Why does he do that? Because he's he's minus. He's minus. Well, I don't know. Does it only does it just cut down after you, after you've come back in? It is ready to go. That you don't have to make it then. Does didn't that, didn't make yeah, but it's cold. Didn't he famously yeah. walk out onto the ground once? I think in South Africa, still eating a toasty. Yeah. Went out to represent Australia <laughs> and pulled one out of his pocket. Well, maybe that's the reason it's cold because it goes in the pocket better when it's cold. Rather, you can't have a hot toasty in the pocket. Can you? And the toast would rub up against a cricket ball real good too. <laughs> oh, <I reckon>. <laughs> <laughs> Eighty. Uh, it's called uh, the test. It's on Amazon. It's gr- It's absolutely brilliant. It's, it's, and I have uh, got a new idea, Mickey. Yes. I'm going to. I'm my next project. I'm going to follow behind the scenes of the front bar. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, that'd be good. Yeah, well, we'll have an edited version for sure. <laughs> we have an all sports uh, front bar coming up. Who are our guests that'll be coming up in Feb? Oh, some big names. Big names. We've got John Bertrand, Lauren Jackson, David Boone. Pat Rafter and Graham Arnold. Wow. Oh, well, oh. I tell you what, Booney would have had a toasty in each pocket. <laughs> <laughs> in the back pocket. Uh, there it is. It's on Amazon now. Uh, good on you, AD. Thanks for uh, your time and thanks for taking the time to make it. We appreciate it. All the best, guys. Have a great morning. You too, buddy. Hey, is, is that a crazy story? Well, uh, 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 that's a food fetish as far as I'm concerned. Um, a cold toasty. Do you have anything? Yes. You I, do? I do. I do. Um, I, when I was younger, when I was about probably 15, 16, the first time I cooked something for myself, um, we, I was, you know, we lived, we come from housing commission house, so there yep. wasn't that much around. Okay. Had, um, some fish fingers in the, in the freezer, got them out, put them in the griller, got them out when they were cooked both sides about two or three minutes, chopped them up nice and fine, put some fried tomato on the, the fry pan, fried the tomato up, put the tomato over the fish fingers, then I grated, <clears throat> grated cheese over that. Then I squeeze a lemon over it, and then voila! Why are you not on MasterChef? Why <laughs> is this not an episode of MasterChef? You know what my one is? What? I you get a packet of burger rings, and you put the burger rings in your mouth, and then you drink chocolate milk at the same time. Stop it! Oh, oh yuck! Unbelievable! Oh, I gave you one this morning. What, was, what other one you had this morning? The veg, Vegemite well, and cheese. Oh, you got toasties. me hooked on Vegemite cheese toasties. Oh, I woofed two of those. Didn't touch the sides. <laughs> no chance of them getting cold. No. This, I'll tell you what, one triple three five three. if you've got something that's a bit off the grid yes. that you mm, like, food-wise. Uh, culinary-wise, give us a call. Kayla, what's your fetish? G'day. Uh, you got to go to classic Mickey D's TPUs in the um, in the Toki Sunday, mate. But you got to make sure the Mickey D's chips are real salty. And you've got to have plenty of that chalky fudge sauce on there, you know what I'm saying? I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. Hot fudge <laughs> sauce. Mate, you're not living. Good hot hot fudge sauce and chips yep. in a Sunday. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, like you. I would marry that woman. <laughs> <laughs> if I came home and that was on the table, I'm the luckiest man in the world. Well, Michael from Warrington, I think a lot of people do this. They put uh, sweet and savoury together. Mike, what's your fetish, mate? Mick, you're all over it, buddy. I have to say, I love your show anyway, guys. Good on you, mate. Um, Kit Kats and any form of crinkle cut Smith's chip. Yeah, oh. together. In the same mouthful. Yep. In the same mouthful, bro. Oh. Same <laughs> mouthful. 
And is this for, not I'm not knocking it, Michael. Is this for breakfast? Yeah. Is, is this a heart Any starter in the, the morning? Day. Is this a breakfast Any of champions? Any time of the day. I like your style. The board has gone bonkers. <laughs> Martin, we're talking about uh, what's your food fetish. What have you got for us? Uh, it wasn't me, mate. It was um, one of the guys at work that I used to work with. And a few times through the week, he'd um, buy steak, still in the styrofoam that you buy from Woolies and Coles and in the wrap. Yeah. Back at work and for smoker, well, for lunch, you just open up the plastic and um, start chewing on it. What? Mm, that what? is disgusting. Is he is he still with us, Marty? Yeah. yeah. Feels like the type of thing you would do. Then they call that. There's no del- delicacy. Tarted, tarted steak, whatever. Well, speaking of meat, Tash, what's your? You've you've said you you had well, something that you. There's off-air chats meat that stay no, right well, there. Come on, let's go. Quickly. What do Look, you do? I think this is outstanding. Everyone, a no. use-by date is a guide. The so, cost of living crisis. So, is when very it comes expensive. to meat, how long will you let it go before you'll chuck it out? I usually mm. take the packaging off so the kids don't know what the use by date is and put it in the fridge on a plate. She's evil. A week or so. Oh, God. Oh, get and, out of here. And, you know, so, what is it? There's use by date and. A guide. It's a guide. This is bad parenting. <laughs> you are a terrible mother. <laughs> Well, you're not the first person to say that. Community <laughs> services, go and get Natasha Belly's children yes. and put them up in a safe house somewhere <laughs> where they can eat meat that take, hasn't passed its use by a date. Take Tasha's kids over go to Go and get the news. And that yeah. should be your first story. Exactly. Hi, I'm Natasha Belling. I give my kids out-of-date meat. Just, just lead with that. Talking about some really weird food fetishes. Here we go. Here. It's our own perverted episode of MasterChef. <laughs> As we ask our audience, what is it that you do? What's your food fetish? Because Marcus Lovershane <laughs> uh, famously... Uh, announces in the new doco, The Test, the new series, Great. that he has a toasty, uh, but he doesn't eat it hot. He puts it in the fridge, goes out to bat, comes back in and eats it cold. Uh, he should be dropped he's, immediately, he's, yeah. uh, he's, he's, uh, as far as I'm concerned. He should play for uh, South Africa. He <laughs> go. Go back to where he came from, uh, I think is the phrase we're looking for. Hey, uh, what do you got cooking? What is it uh, that you do? Mark's on the line. Mark, uh, tell us. Uh, what's your secret recipe, mate? Hey, Opium and Mary, how are you going? Yeah. <laughs> Opium and Mary. Um, Opium and I've, Hogger joint. I've got a, yeah, I've got a cafe van on the northern beach. It's called Loaded. And the day after Warney's um, memorial, I thought, how can I honour the great man? Yeah. So I invented the Warney Jaffle. And what's so in the Warney Jaffle? the ingredients that he would love. What is it? It's uh, ham, cheese, Vegemite, baked beans, salt and pepper. And you put that all in a Jaffle and you get a, a marvellous molten lava. Can I say something? That should be a national dish. Wow. Well, yeah. That should be uh, what everyone gets served when yeah. they arrive at the airport. Is it really popular, Marky? It sells very, very well. Yeah, well done. Um, Eight dollars of, of gorgeousness. Uh, and you said there's baked beans in there, I hope, because yes. that was his famous yeah. food. Do, yeah. do you remember he, he had a, a, a pallet of it dropped For off India. In, in, in India when he wasn't sure about the... Local cuisine. local cuisine. A friend yeah. of mine, because I knew you, Warney, pretty well, but a friend of mine, Glenn, was a very, Glenn Robbins was a very good friend of Warney's. And he said, uh, one night, he said, oh, would you like to come around for dinner? <laughs> and Glenn goes, of course. So Glenn's gone out and got a good bottle of wine. Thinks, oh, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a sit-down dinner party. He goes round, they sit at the kitchen table, and Warty fires up the microwave, gets a can of beans, puts it on toast, and they sit around and wow. eat it. And he goes, oh, he goes that. It was uh, Warney's night and nights. Uh, he's sorely missed. Well done, Mark. Yes, he is. Anthony's on the line. Anthony, what's the dish, mate? 
Good morning, Mr. Malloy, Mr. Guy, and Lady Cat. How are we? And Tash. Tash, of course. Oh, sorry, Tash. No. Sorry, yeah. Lady Tash. Sorry. Very yeah. nice. Uh, what do you got uh, for us? Real, real easy and simple. Two slices of thick white toast, a slice of your cho- cheese of your choice, and slap bang in the middle, a hot meat pie. Oh, oh wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Let me get this straight. You're going to need planning permission from the council to build this. <laughs> This this thing. <laughs> so you got a, the meat pie is basically the filling for a sandwich that includes cheese. Correct. Uh, is, are you Matt Preston by any chance? <laughs> That's the type of thing he would come up with. Wow. Well, uh, we, we, we may have a clubhouse leader. Who yeah. else we got? Let's go to Heather in Wilton. Yeah. Morning, Heather. What's your food fetish? Um, so you got to plan ahead a little bit. You got to put the cheese supreme Doritos in the fridge. Dunk them straight in the jar of Nutella, and it's the best. So the Doritos are in the fridge, so the Doritos come out cold. Yes. Yeah. And the extra cheesy ones, eh? Yeah, yeah, the cheese. And isn't that, do you put the Nutella on it, or do you, I see you dip, dip them in cold so they don't break? Yes. Oh, I, I like this. Geez. I'm going to try that. That's well, Write that down. Let's uh, go on a picnic, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> get, get the blanket out. And uh, get involved. I like it. Who else is there, big fella? We've got Pete from Roselands. G'day, Pete. G'day, fellas. How you doing? Awesome, my man. What's your your face? Everybody loves a taste of fresh bread. Everybody likes a texture of toast. So when I make a sandwich, one piece is fresh bread and the other piece of bread is toasted. (laughs) Oh, that's hot. What? You got some issues, Pedro. <laughs> no, come on, try it. I've got issues. Okay, quickly. Is the is the toasted one on top and the fresh one on the bottom, or do you? Yeah, if you turn them upside down, it's on top. <laughs> it's like a like a double bunk. <laughs> and what's in the middle? What do you, what's what's typically... yeah, any, any, whatever you like? You get cheese and tomato, baked beans, anything. Devon, ham. Oh, Devon. 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 Devon for 20 years. Oh, I haven't heard Devon. <laughs> and tomato sauce on fresh milk. Uh, you know bread. how much Devon is now? Devon's $10 a kilo. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's more than a potato. That's <laughs> more than toilet paper. Uh, what don't you really like in your mouth? Oh. Well, I tell you, the kids used to, actually, they've introduced me to something, two-minute yes. noodles on two slices of white bread. Two-minute noodles? Two-minute noodles oh. So you drain, you drain it? Yeah, two-minute noodles, uh, drain all the water wow. out, put it between two slices of white bread and blubber. Crikey. Uh, there you go. What about Vince? Vince, what are you thinking? Morning, fellas. How are you all? We are great, <laughs> good, mate. Good, Vince, what's your food fetish? Uh, all right. A finger bone? Yeah. With a hot dog on it, tomato sauce, and ricotta. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, wow. And, uh, for, and you, you put that in your lunchbox before you go to work every day, do you, Vince? No, I like it for dinner. <laughs> really? All righty then. Oh, uh, Vince. We like that one, Vince. Dave's on the line. Dave, what is it for you, mate? Mate, get yourself down to Woolies, get a four pack of frozen Chico rolls, get them home, thaw them out, chuck them on the barbecue, oh, mate. That's yeah. Australia. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. That's, mate, that's my guy. You can chuck. Do you know what? I, I miss the Chico roll. Like you know, it. It, used to, it used to be the rock star of every Bay Marie. Yep. You'd go in and there'd just <laughs> there be a big pile of Chico rolls. Yes, yeah. there they are. Not anymore. And the old the Chico roll girl, I'm going, of course, you wouldn't get away with it today on PC, yes. but like the big M girls. Yep. Well, they were superstars. But yeah, the what's, what's the Chico over? roll girl used to ride a motorbike. Yes. Yeah. And exactly. have a Chico roll. What more do you want? The the, the famous uh, ACD song. It's a long way to the shop if you want a chico roll. <laughs> oh, Lord. Wow. You're a great broadcaster. A great yeah. footballer. Steve's on the line. Steve, what do you got for us? 
Uh, good morning, guys. Um, just um, two uh, pieces of uh, white bread. Got to yep. use uh, real butter, not uh, margarine. Yeah, sure. Vegemite and honey. Okay. Vegemite and honey. Drop this caller. Vegemite and honey. Bit of sweet and sour. Bit of sweet and sour. It's all happening. That's a party in your mouth right there, Steve. Mark, what do you got for us, buddy? Hi, guys. Uh, it wasn't me. It was my father. He actually used to wake up in the morning on a weekend, heat up milk in a saucepan, throw some oysters in, a scoop of Vegemite, and whip the sheer sauce. Yeah. They wouldn't eat that on I'm a Celebrity. No. Get me out of here. <laughs> no. A massive story floating around. Daily Telegraph, pages one, four, five, six, seven. This is uh, reserved for only the biggest stories of the year. Michael Clark. Carl Stefanovic, toe-to-toe, uh, going mano a mano in a public park in Noosa. Uh, the audio's great. we got a little clip there, please. Don't you walk away. She can. She can punch me. You, you <laughs> So far, we have the TV on in the background. Yes. Nothing. We're waiting. Nothing at all, Carl. Boo. Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> Step up. Drop the bomb. Tell us what happened. What do we know about the incident, please? Uh, Natasha. Okay, deep dive. So from what we can understand, Michael Clark, his current partner, who is Jade, Went yep. up to Noosa with Carl and his wife, Jasmine, who is, stick with me, yeah, yeah, is yeah, Jade's yeah. sister. Great. They've all gone out. They're all staying at a $10 million mansion yes, on the Noosa. As Sounds great. What a, could go wrong a, at nothing. this point? Nothing. <laughs> a bit tired and emotional. I'm not sure how people enjoy dinner, but Clarky had his shirt off at 9.30 at night. I'm yeah. just getting my mains at that it's time. That's sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right Okay, so then this is alleged to have occurred, and we can hear from the audio. You know I love saying allegedly. Yes, yes, yes. She alleges Jade has found out that Clark, her current boyfriend, former cricket superstar, has been back with his ex-partner, allegedly, who yeah. is Pip Edwards, who is the founder of PE Nation. Pip Edwards, not Lara Bingle, of course, who was also an ex-partner that they broke up with, and originally his wife, Kylie. Uh, Kylie. Kylie, Kylie, who Kylie I Bowen. always thought was... Yes, the, yes, and before that, lovely. he was Erin... Uh, Aaron and Lee Conley as well, back in those six. He's, had, he's a bit of a Lothario, isn't he, old Clarky? And remember the story about the engagement ring down the toilet? I do. Mm. I do. And what I used to love about Kylie Boldy, or Kylie Clark, was so she used to go to the cricket. I used to pray for him to make 100 or, uh, or a double 100 because I always used to cut to her in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go, yes, that's the best bit of TV you'll see today. Okay, so crunch it down for us. Yeah, he, he's accused of cheating. She's dirtied up. She slaps him on the face, yes. and then everyone else gets involved. And then allegedly said it happened on the seventeenth of December. The detail is quite extraordinary during the audio, and then he's denied those allegations. Pip Edwards has put out a statement saying she has no idea what's going. On then Clark's put out a statement saying, I'm absolutely gutted. I've put people I hold in the highest regard in this position. My actions in the lead up to this altercation were nothing short of shameful and regrettable. And then Jade alleges that Clark was going to take his ex to India. I'm getting confused now. I'm yeah. getting confused. There's too much detail hole. going on. We need uh, to hear from the man himself. Yeah. Who's got formed? Has he already had a fight with Kadich? Didn't he ever? Uh, didn't he and Kadich come to blows in the dressing room? Yes, at the SCG um, when Michael Clark was the captain of the Australian cricket team. Simon, mm. Simon Kadich wanted to. They do. They have a tradition. 
after each game, they yeah. sing the... Uh, underneath the Southern Cross, I stand. Yep, so Michael Clark, apparently, uh, by Kadich's, uh version of events, backdoored it to go to a, a function. And he... So he wanted to go to a, a function with Lara Bengal, but he couldn't go till they'd yep. finished the song. And he was looking at his watch, come well, let's get this thing. He goes, mate, this is He got till nine o'clock, yep. I think, at night. He would have had his shirt off by then. But yeah, so Simon Cadditch has uh, had a toe-to-toe with him. And um, look, it's... Uh, me and my wife were looking at this yesterday, and and we've had some, you know, we've. Been, have you had a? Have you had any? You've never had a public display. No, 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 no. Like I've that. never. I, I've. When I was in Perth, I was having an argument about something, and I just come out of the bath room. Maybe I had a shower, and we we're arguing about something. Maybe one of the kids had done, and I hadn't fixed it. Or whatever it was, it was trivial. And as I'm walking off in a huff and puff, trying to be, you know, act like I won that debate. <laughs> I've. <laughs> I've walked past the kitchen, and as I've walked, my little toe has kicked the leg of the chair in the kitchen, like really hard. Yeah. And I walked off going, hey. <laughs> Next day, I've got an X-ray, and I broke my toe, yeah. my little toe, and I missed two games. You missed two games. <laughs> I mean, like, Clarky's heavy. <laughs> Clarky's hammy. So at the end of the fight, Clarky uh, wanders off limping. <laughs> With a hammy, um, for his next fight, he'll need a runner. I'm pretty sure, still waiting for Carl Stefanovic uh, to mention his Donnybrook stoush uh, with former Australian cricket captain Michael Clark. Yep. Uh, for the record, I quite like Carl. I've met him a few times. I reckon he's an absolute decent fella. Yes, yeah, I And, and I, there's nothing in that footage no. that condemns him. I don't I mean, think so. It's getting a bit uh, bent out of shape at Stages, a bit scraggy at times. <laughs> but uh, I think the longer he does not say anything, the more, it builds, it. the more it builds up. Come on, Carl, Come on, Carlos. You've been in tougher scrapes than this. Yeah. May I cite <laughs> you the Logies? May I in cite the you the back, back seat of an Uber? <laughs> I think it was. There's a lot there. You've survived them all. You'll survive this one. Um, and I should just point out, uh, more footage has just... Uh, arrived on my desk. Yeah, oh. yeah Koshy having a fight with the cash cow. And I, I really do think that this one is gonna is gonna blow up. All right, now and before we move on, I want to get to you and and you what you've been up to in a second. Cat, you were saying you know one of the protagonists. Yes, yeah. So Pip, I went to film. school with Pip Edwards. She was in the year above me. Oh. And... Okay, what do you know? Can you give us an insight into? So Pip, of course, Natasha is former girlfriend. May currently still be girlfriend of Michael Clark. Yes, ex-partner of Michael Clark, and the allegations are he's been back with Pip. Okay, yeah. and what do you know of this young lady? She's always been a smoke show, like just an absolute hottie, and loves it. She <laughs> loves a smoke show. Yeah, no, wow. Just, yeah, just a no, real just... smouldering-looking woman, even right. as a teenager. Big pillowy lips. Always had it. <laughs> Always had it. <laughs> but um, Big pillowy lips. Big, yes, like, jumping castles, like, even as, like, a teenager. <laughs> so, like, she was always destined for, and she, you could tell she... You know that look? You know that? I know the look you're talking about. Yeah. I saw I saw a, a woman recently, and it looked like she'd been walking along and someone had taken her snorkel out. You know those really <laughs> massive 
lips. Yeah. I don't understand the attraction. Yes. I don't understand the attraction myself. So, and so a year above you. A year um, above me. And we always knew she'd either end up modelling or end up in showbiz of some description. Mm. So when I see her in the in any kind of gossip mag scenario, I go, yep, that's exactly that where. That was destiny. She, that's destiny. All right. Mm. We are going to keep following this story. Uh, we'll come back when, uh, as I said, there's a bit more meat in the bone. Come oh, yeah. on, Carl, uh, address this front on. We can't wait. Now, what about you? While all this is going on, what were you doing at home last night? Um, I was playing darts. <laughs> I was playing darts. <laughs> Who with? With my wife, with okay. my with my daughters. Is this my, date with, night? Is well, it? kind oh, of. When you get up at three thirty in the morning, you got to try and make the most of every situation. So, uh, darts is really big in England, as we know. And um, yeah. we've, had, we've had a couple of good players, Simon Whitlock, and over the summer, um, I found myself watching the. the, the Who's the guy? The, looks like Brett Lee. Whitlock. Whitlock. There's, Whitlock. A, there's a point there. Yeah. He looked like, he, he looks like a... carny folk Brett Lee. <laughs> yes, he does. Dead ringer. Um, and so we watched it over the summer, and there was the championships over in England. I thought you'd give it a crack. And we bought a board, put it out in the back room, and we've been playing every night. It's a, it's a fantastic uh, hobby. And does it get competitive? Yeah, or it does. <laughs> and we've got a, I've got, actually got a darts day this Saturday. All my mates are coming over. They bought their own darts, most of my mates, and they've, they bring their own darts with them to, to try and take me on. Can I come? Of course you can. You know what I'm going to do? Bring a crossbow. <laughs> Out of the way, MG. I'm coming I'm in. Coming. So I'm in, coming in hot. In, interesting one for you. This is why, I, I, this is my theory. So they're very good at darts in Britain, in England. and yeah. Wales. It's, to me, it's all climate. So of course if, it you, is. if you look at Australia, we're a great sport, swimming. Yes. Uh, outdoors. And uh, we're an outdoor nation. We spend all our time outdoors. If you come from England, yep. it's darts, pool, billiards, yes. anything else. Uh, you can... well, I remember, Mickey, about oh, 30, 40 years ago when I was a young bloke, um, I used to watch darts back then, and they used to have a, a schooner in their hand with, with, <laughs> with an actual dart, a smoke. And they'd, 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 put, they'd have a drink, put the, the bunger down, go and have a shot. And that's an so, athlete. And that's an athlete. Taking up darts. The best guys at darts were publicans. Yeah. Because that's the home. If they ever had it as an Olympic sport, they'd have to set up like a bar. Yes. And have mm. it in a bar. Don't you think that would be? It'd be an awesome sport. I always think sometimes, I'm sure people do this, like if you were going to play elite sport at the top level, what could you do? <laughs> I've got darts and shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Darts at shooting, but like most Australians, to shoot well, I'd have to be drunk, yeah, and the yeah. target would have to be a road sign. <laughs> Would you love to see that at the Olympics? Instead of, instead of releasing the oh, skeets, here's just a road sign. Well, uh, kangaroos, next 20, 20 yards. Boom! They're bringing <laughs> in bloody rap dancing. Rap dancing for the next Olympics. Yeah. What's that? What about something for the sawn off? At the Olympics, something for the sawn off. <laughs> sauna or sawn off? Sawn off, shotgun. Oh, shotgun. <laughs> something for the sawn off. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah, but what about got... the drive by? I watch the shooting. I go, this is all great. Release the code. But what about something for the drive by? Pistol whipping. I don't know. Am I the only one no. thinking? You are about good. This? You are good. Oh, he's going to score. Sports with MG. Well, another blow for the Australian Open um, after you know losing upteenth high-profile name. Another one went running out yesterday. His name was Rafa Nadal. He got beaten He's by a big ticket item, is he? Oh yeah, he's a yeah. massive man. Um, and he got he got beat. Um, I feel a little bit sorry for nine at the moment because well, there is a way that they could 
get back ratings. What's if Carl does say something <laughs> today on the news? So, mate, come on, the tennis is floundering. Say something about what happened in Noosa. That's right. So, we yes. get the sports team to cover the fights. <laughs> What about that? More thought, of that later, by the way. So, will we see Rafa again? We don't know, but um, look, he's he's gone. He's cooked. Yeah, I think so. It didn't look good, did it? He was limping off a uh, short of having one of those uh, motorized scooters. Yeah, that's. I'm not sure. Well, what about when you see people with the moon boot on and they got the moon boot on that knee on the scooter and they're pushing it with it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I want? One of, you know, you know those chairs that slide up staircases. How old do you have to be? What's what's the minimum age you can be to get one of those? I think eighty. No, if you want to get me a present at all, yep, that's what I want. Just sit there and go. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something the other day. It's for those motorised scooters. Do you know? Like I'm sure it's the same. Uh, up here as it is in Melbourne. But in Melbourne, they've got a special area for guys on motorised scooters. They come in and you can park them there and they, they get a good seating oh, platform. wow. Me, me and my mate stand behind it going, come on, mate. Come on. Come on, mate. I just saw you get up and get a pie. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing, mate? Show me something. they got the, they got the, they got the flag me. on the back. <laughs> um, over in England, there was uh, – this is – now, when you hear this sound, a lot of times my mates send me links – and different types of stuff, and this noise is pretty prominent all around the world. But yesterday, in the in the what, what's the noise? Oh, you hear it. No, 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 I want you to describe it to me. Um, well, let's just uh, it's uh, 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 it rhymes with corn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Gary Lineker, who's okay. a fantastic player for England, yeah, absolutely. He, he, he hosts the uh, BBC, so he runs the BBC coverage. And yesterday, when the Wolves were playing Liverpool. There's a, a serial prankster in England who, every time something happens, he gets in a photo with them. Oh, this is the the gate crash. The, the guy crasher. turns up on the end of the team photo. That's uh, the one. Funny at first, but it kind of wore thin a little bit, didn't it? Well, apparently now he's um, he's he got in the stadium yesterday early, put this old type of phone in this in the coverage, planted it, planted the phone, and this is what happened when Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer were talking pre-game. Okay. Right. Well, we'll find out shortly. Uh, we've an FA Cup winners only policy in the studio tonight. And I don't know who's making that noise, but so Alan Shearer is on the commentary gantry alongside um, Steve Bauer. Um, Alan, um, it's toasty in this studio. It's a bit noisy as well. I don't know if somebody's sending something on someone's phone. Imagine that. Doing well to keep a straight face and soldier on at that point. Um, right. And you're just so speaking about uh, you know Olympic movement, Olympic uh, sports you'd love to see, like lawn bowls. The um, ones I could play. Yes. Darts, well, shooting. You were mentioned yesterday in The Guardian. Oh, what with, was this? With Cracker Jack. Back, oh, yes. in, two, back in 2002. Tell us. Exactly. I made a film about yes. lawn bowls. Yes. That was a very nice article, I think. It was a great much. article. But it was, I actually had a load of fun, mate. It was all set in uh, the world of, the heady world of lawn bowls. And it was just a fun film to make with some of my favourite people in the world. How do I describe the film? Uh, it's... It's a fun for the whole family, unless you're over 70. Then it's a bit of a date flick. <laughs> <laughs> then, it's, then, it, then it's a bit of a, a rom-com. You know what I learned making that film? You, it's not like golf. You, you can't throw your bowls into the crowd. On your way out. My favourite fella in that is Bill Hunter. So oh. Bill, Bill Hunter plays like a, a kind of father figure to me in that film. And, and one of my favourite people in the world and... When you watch the film, you'll see everyone's sitting in a bowling club or pub, so everyone's always drinking beers. But while we were filming it, 
Bill used to actually drink. It's called drinking the props. Full strength. And he used to drink. So we try and film his scenes very <laughs> early because uh, they 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 get a bit uh, being at loosey goosey towards the end of the day. But when you for continuity, your your drinks have to be at the same level for every scene. So if you're doing eight takes, the glass needs to be ah. the same amount of liquid for every take, or yes. it's going to look ridiculous. Yes. If you watch, if you watch the film, props gave up, and he's the only person drinking out of a can <laughs> <laughs> for the entire film. He's so good, and we used to we used to go out drinking a lot together because he was that's what we did. He loved the front bar as much as I did, and he had this great thing, and I always remember this because people love him. Oh. People used to come from everywhere to talk to him, and he used to do this thing. If someone come up to talk to me, he go, "Son, you got two questions." That's what he would say. And you'd watch people go away and think about oh, it. Wow. So instead of just wasting his time, people would, instead of spending their two questions, would go away for half an hour and think, <laughs> what do I want to ask Bill Hunter? Did you hear any questions? Did he get any questions posed to him? No, nah, he, was, he, was he was just one of the, uh, the great gentlemen. My reviews on that film were not great at the time. Uh, I remember there's three. I remember one that says, Malloy looks like he's just crawled out of a dump master. That was <laughs> one. No, there's another one. Uh, Malloy and uh, Judith Lucy and Mick Malloy amble around the stage like two middle-aged alcoholics. <laughs> and, and my personal favourite, if the camera adds 10 pounds, then in Malloy's case, it's mostly around the chin. Oh! <laughs> we are still watching the Today Show, waiting for Carl to uh, stare down the barrel of the camera and address uh, the fisticuffs that took place in Noosa. Yep. Uh, uh, which have been well documented in the Daily Telegraph today and other news outlets. Uh, boy, what a story. We've already covered it. We'll get to that a little later on in the show. Uh, also, a big story being covered is uh, Qantas put out a May Day, and that's big news. This is the safest airline in the history of the world, as you were saying, from which film? Rain Man. Rain Man. It became famous. The best ad ever. Uh, the best integration oh. uh, for an airline ever. It has an impeccable record. Uh, but uh, is it? <laughs> you th- you're you're, <laughs> Where are you're we? under the illusion. You think? You think? Well, I travel quite a lot with Qantas. Before we get to that point, can you? Tasha's joined us. Can you elaborate? We're talking about a flight from Auckland to Sydney yesterday. What went down? Absolutely. Uh, passengers on board were quoted as saying they heard a bang when yeah, That's one... not good. No. By the way, that'll ruin your day on an aeroplane <laughs> oh. when you hear, hear a loud bang. I don't know what it is about it, but. If, if you're in a plane crash, you're in a plane crash. But over the ocean makes it a bit more scarier. <laughs> if you do survive, no, you go, because if you hit the land, you don't have much, oh, much chance. I, I, I'd get out with a floaty in the ocean. Hey, oh. guys, relax. You've got your seatbelt. Okay. And then the sharks. You've you got your seatbelt and the, and the trays have been put to upright. That's right. So and you're, and you're what your, could go wrong? Well, you got your head between your knees so you don't know what's no, going on. That's right. Okay. Continue, Tash. What happened? So they heard a bang and apparently one engine failed mid-flight. Yeah. But we're, told, we're not told the pilot issued a May Day call until they actually landed. So the passengers on board didn't no. know what was actually happening. If you hear a bang, you know what's happening. <laughs> and then- <laughs> I don't have to get up and read the papers to know there's a problem. I just heard a loud bang. I would sh- crap myself. One of the engines is not turning over. <laughs> and then apparently that May Day I was- just saw a pilot run out of the cockpit screaming, we're all going to die. Would, These are the giveaways. That would, That's subtle giveaways. If I was told on a flight there was a uh, May Day or it was apparently downgraded yesterday to a possible assistance needed, yeah. a pan, 
Yeah. I don't know whether I want to know or not. So uh, I fly, I fly with him. I like, and I'm just going to give you some advice. Yeah. You should probably start doing what I do. Uh, when I get on a Qantas flight now, I look around the cabin trying to work out who I'm going to eat. <laughs> now, if the plane goes down, oh, look at the fatty boombo in 22A. Oh, yum, yum, yum. This, this, is, this is how serious it is. For the first time ever, I've started listening during the safety demonstration. <laughs> you know, normally you're reading a book, yeah, you don't yeah. pay any attention. So some guy tried to talk to me. Hey, you, Mick Roy? I go, shut up, mate. <laughs> shut up. When we're bobbing around in the ocean and you don't know how to use your little whistle, don't you come running to me. <laughs> hey, here's a good practical joke you can play, right? This is a good one. Qantas flights. I did this on the way up here. So you wait till the guy's sitting next to you, he's falling asleep. All right? So he falls asleep. And you reach down under your chair, you get your life jacket. And you put it on. <laughs> then you reach up and you get, you get your gas mask. You put it on. You tap him till he wakes up and he goes, ah, we're going to die. Unreal. Oh, he's going to score. Sports with MG. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, that happening yesterday in the Australian Open. Um, is it the last time we see Rafa Nadal? Uh, he was beaten in straight sets by um, American journeyman, Mackenzie McDonald, 6'4", 6'4", 7'5". He did have an injury mid, um, mid-game. Um, but unlike what I usually say, Mick, about I've never seen anyone winning a game uh, mm. retire hurt. Yes. Rafa didn't retire hurt, but he came back with a bit of a limp. So he soldiered on, he? soldiered he? on. He, he did, but I think he's cooked. He, he, he looked. He had that look of a guy I'm, who I'm, goes, I'm, I'm done. This is it here. Way to check, please. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. And I think uh, it's we're all sadder for it because he's, he's been a fantastic champion. And uh, for Rugby League fans, which is um, our trial games are not far away, uh, February 9th and 12th and February 17th and 19th, the NRL preseason challenge will begin. Um, it involves the, all 17 teams, with, of course, the Dolphins being the 17th team now in the NRL, plus... St. Helens, the winners of the English uh, Super League, who will come out to play Penrith, and <clears throat> then they'll take part in this uh, pre-season challenge game. So we're going to see every team play, 80-minute uh, games, no extra time, up to you know 28 players can play in it, unlimited interchange. So it's going to be good to see. Um, we 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 pine for our our rugby league here, yep. Mickey, when yeah, it gets to, when it gets to I about get it. when it gets to about this time of year because we've had it. The cricket seems to last and last, and as we see with the Big Bash League, we're in. Almost in February, and it's still going. Uh, I've only been up here full-time a couple of weeks, but I get the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> There's an air of excitement and yeah. anticipation about going over the trenches early, and all at the same time, it's a great pre-season comp. Uh, before you go, uh, what's the latest uh, news from the fights? So Carl and, uh, well, the and Michael Clark, have yeah. we heard? Of, uh, what division are they fighting in? They're, uh, they're both in... The uh, celebrity they're, weight? They're in uh, cruiserweight. Um, and they're in uh, at the moment. The money, all the money, is starting to swing towards uh, Clark because uh, is that the, right? Yeah, the, well, he opened up a dollar forty, Carl. Yeah. Now he's, he's he's out to a dollar ninety, and uh, the, I've, I've, the pups moving to two ten. I've seen Clark with his top off. He might not make the weight. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all I'm saying. Done and dusted for another day. Uh, disappointing from the Today Show and Carl Stefanovic no. has done a tie show and not mentioned the fight. <laughs> Crowd are not happy. <laughs> Come on, Carlos. Oh. We love you. Uh, love to hear uh, your first-hand account of what the hell was going on in uh, the Rumble in the Noosa jungle.
Uh, <laughs> it was unbelievable. It's uh, been a big day for sport too, mm. by the way, hasn't it? We've covered a bit. You've covered uh, some NRL and some yes. tennis yep. and uh, the big fight, of course. Yep. Uh, but you also, earlier, you brought to the table a bit of commentary from the BBC. Uh, yes. Talk us through that again, please. Yeah, Gary Lineker, who was a famous striker for England, uh, he was commentating on the BBC about to present a game, I think, between Liverpool and Norwich. When this happened... Okay. Right. Well, we'll find out shortly. Uh, we've an FA Cup winners only policy in the studio tonight. And I don't know who's making that noise, but so Alan Shearer is on the commentary gantry alongside um, Steve Bauer. Um, Alan, um, it's toasty in this studio. It's a bit noisy as well. I don't know if someone is sending something on someone's phone. I think. Now, I'm going to. We're really into it. Really into this soccer. I'm going to sneak into the Channel Seven studios when you start the front bar and put that on the front. <laughs> Okay, that that would get you uh, a special special meritation. Hey, we're going to see you tomorrow to yeah. boot this home for the first week. Mick Malloy, MG in the morning.